Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Logically. Today, we only have two words for you. Wake up! <laughs> Thank you. That's all for today's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Thinking Logically. All right, I'm, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. But that's going to be the gist, the title of today's episode. This is your final wake-up call, America. Mark, it's been a little over 40 hours since the last episode. Trump's getting arraigned today. He was indicted, I guess, on Tuesday. And I don't know. It feels like our country's falling apart, but I see on Fox News this morning they were jumping on trampolines. <laughs> Happy uh, arraignment day. Yeah, this is our bonus episode. Uh, we are looking at another arraignment today uh, on behalf of President Donald J. Trump. Uh, this is the, what, third now we've seen in the last since what april or may third the second federal yes so yeah um we are <laughs> like like dan bongino said in this podcast the united states of america as we know it is 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 done it's finished we are in completely uncharted waters here um so uh, it's just so obvious i told you before it's it's like I know that the Democrats and the, and the left, they are smart. We'll give them credit. They are smart. But every time that they indict him, his poll numbers go up. His popularity increases. So I thought, are they trying to bleed him of all of his campaign resources and money? Because I heard one source say his attorney bills are upwards of like $65 million dollars. Uh, I don't know if you heard that or not, but I did. so I'm thinking, is this another reason why they're doing this? This is a lot of money. You know, I don't know whether he could use his campaign uh, PAC to pay for it, these attorney bills, these legal fees. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy where, where we're at right now. But uh, no one's given up. Um, I told you, I, I think that the other – Candidates are still in the race because you honestly don't know whether he's going to be the nominee. And while the other candidates could bow out at any time because they're getting absolutely embarrassed in these polls, it's like, well, they probably are thinking, well, you know, Trump isn't the nominee. I might have a chance. So that's kind of my take on the whole thing. Uh, I know we're going to go over some um, some timing and things like that uh, of of when Things happen with the Biden crime family, and then an indictment happened very short, shortly after. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. All right. Um, I'm going to give my take on it real quick here. So this is the third indictment. The first one was for a sexual assault. That wasn't a federal one. Then the second one was the Mar-a-Lago case or the, the classified documents that, that had you know, classified documents. This one in D.C. has to do with January 6th and him denying or trying to overthrow or overturn the election. And honestly, makes me excited. To quote Ric Flair, woo! Because finally, we're going to see, Trump is finally going to have the chance to introduce evidence in a court of law. I'll read you a tweet from a very smart person. This is at JC Franklin's on Twitter, which if you don't know, that's me. So I say the subpoena list in Trump's trial is going to be amazing. Remember, remember when they impeached him for a second time? There were 301 names. He's finally going to get the chance not only to present, 
but argue the evidence in a court of law. It's going to be the trial of the century. And if you zoom in on the picture of the 301 witnesses, it says in front of you so far, this is from, I think, the January 22nd, 2021. There's Nancy Pelosi. There's Vice President Kamala Harris. There's Chuck Schumer. There's um, Paul Urban. John Sullivan, who was the, I believe, the Black Lives Matter person at the Capitol who was filming. There's so many. So it's going to be very interesting. Buckle up, America. Like I said, this is the trial of the century. But let's go back, 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 back. A few months to actually one year ago, a reporter asked Biden what he would do about Trump running for president again. And let's see what Biden said. Questioning that the former president will still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. again take power in the United States. <laughs> well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power uh, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he. Uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not become the next president. Amazing, Mark. So this has been set up for well over a year. Um, Biden always denies that he uses the Justice Department, but when you hear something like that, you almost can't put the two and two together, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. Uh, What else do we have as far as timeline here? Let's go to Mike Pence on January 4th 2021 let's just see what he said you know i know we all we all got our doubts about the last election and i want to assure you i share the concerns of millions of americans about voting irregularities i promise you come this wednesday we'll have our day in congress we'll hear the objections we'll hear the evidence but tomorrow is georgia's day Okay, too bad we never heard any of the evidence. We'll get into that later. But we're going to rewind back even further, Mark. How far? How about 1960, when John Kennedy sent his own slate of electors from Hawaii and later turned out he won? Um, This is from Wikipedia. Um, It was the first presidential election in Hawaii, which, which Hawaii participated in. And I believe, I don't know by how many votes Richard Nixon won by, However, after it was all said and done, John Kennedy sent his own slate of electors to Washington, D.C., and it turned out that after a recount, John F. Kennedy won Hawaii. Can you believe that, Mark? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, interesting piece of American history. We can even, It's amazing. This is from RollCall.com. Again, I don't know how worthy this is, but this is before the 2020 election. And it asks the question, what happens when a state can't decide on its electors? And it gives the same, the same evidence. This is October 26th of 2020, a couple of days for the election. John F. Kennedy barely had Richard Nixon in the 1960 popular vote, winning by fewer than 117,000 votes, or less than two-tenths of one percent. Um, that meant three disputed electoral votes from Hawaii, which could have been a source of controversy in a close contest and tested our political system, didn't really matter in the end. However... Same exact situation. John F. Kennedy wasn't accused of treason whenever he said his own set of state electors and turned out that he was right. Do you need one more example, Mark? Because I can give you one. How about Go John ahead. Kerry? How about John Kerry in Ohio in 2000? There was a 2000. I, I can't. No, it was 2000, 2005. I'm sorry. Um, alleging widespread irregularities on Election Day, a group of Democrats in Congress objected Thursday to, count, to the counting of Ohio's 20 electoral votes. That would have been on January 6th, by the way. 
delaying the official certification of the 2004 presidential election results. Uh, fact check me on the fly, but these people should be getting out of jail pretty soon for what they did, right? No, because they never went to jail. This is interesting. Yeah, Thursday, January 6, 2005. Move delays official certification of presidential election. Wow. Okay. Widespread, so- and they were alleging widespread irregularities. Uh, the Democrats were back in 2005. Sounds kind of familiar. You know how it's yet. Go. I'm yeah, sorry. but no, I was going to say, but when we, uh, the, Trump, the Trump nation brings up this, then we are conspiracy theorists. That's all. Okay. I'm trying to think of how it is different because everyone in the news media says it's different and it actually is different, but it's not different for the reasons they say it's different. It's different because if you remember January 6, 2021, no senator, senator ever got the chance to support the objection or even hear the evidence or even hear the evidence. Why not, you ask? Because a crowd filled with federal agents tore down barricades and went to the Capitol. Was it always designed to be that way? Remember, they didn't certify this election until 4 a.m. in the morning when no one was paying attention. Does that sound like a real country or a banana republic to you, Mark? You're right. <laughs> Those are all good points. And it just the, 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 the contrast between what happened on, on January 6, 2021, uh, compared to, you know, what we just, what you just read that happened January 6, 2005 and back in 1961, you know, and then we see guys like Josh Hawley who were, you know, leading the charge, you know, in this evidence and, and trying to um, question the way this was going down. And he was absolutely chastised. Um, by every, by nearly everyone. And um, it's just, it's, you laid it all out. I don't don't know what else people need to hear. They need to hear the evidence is what they need to hear. And and, and I'm sure they're going to hear the evidence with that. And they're going to hear the evidence that um, Nancy Pelosi was aware uh, as the speaker of the house, that there was a security threat to the Capitol uh, that she did nothing about actually got her daughter to film it like they were filming a movie. So uh, hopefully all this comes out. What was he being charged with again, Joe? What's Trump's, what's the indictment say? It wasn't, that had nothing to do with an insurrection. It was sub, trying to subvert an election or something like that. It, I feel like it, I heard it might carry the death penalty too, or 450 years in jail or something, but it was trying to subvert the democracy, subvert the democracy. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know this legal speak. I, I, I don't know. It's a bunch of, as Joe Biden would say, malarkey. It's interesting. That's for sure. Uh, let's move on to more. Let's actually, let's get into the indictment. This is from our boy, Simon Ateba, Ateba, however you say his name. And it's about, we'll call him Judas Pence from now on. Special counsel Jack Smith's indictment has revealed that Mike Pence took secret notes of conversation with, with Donald Trump before the January 6th Capitol protest. These previously unreported notes are now presented as evidence in the four federal charges against Trump, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S., that's what it is, and an obstruction of an official proceeding. I hope the 30 pieces of silver were worth it, Judas Pence. Um, when is this trial supposed to be? Uh, there, there's so many. It's honestly, it's so confusing. It, it's, it's so confusing because the Mar-a-Lago one was supposed to be in like November, December. 
but they added more BS charges. So I believe that's going to push it back to March. I don't know when this one's going to take place. I, I honestly, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Um, how about the judge in this trial? I'm trying to find where I have I sent it to you. Let me look here. Um, I have, the I judge I is, an, is an Obama appointee, I believe. It was on Breitbart. Yeah, she's an oh. Obama appointee, a donor, and she worked at the same law firm as Hunter Biden. For, just for starters. Just for starters. What did I tell you? You literally cannot make this up. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. He'll never get a fair trial like this. Not in D.C., not with this judge. It's These and, people just don't care. Like these, The Democrats and the Uniparty, they literally do not care. I mean, they are just throwing it in our face at this point. Um, you ever notice we haven't seen a lot of the actors lately? Are they in jail? Because let's play some of this audio of them calling for um, the election to be overturned. Well, after. Our founding fathers built the Electoral College to safeguard the American people from the dangers of a Democrat. Actually, I'm not sure that the president. I'm not even going to play the video. It's on Benny Johnson's mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, half of Hollywood has to go to jail for that yeah. video they made in 2016 saying that Trump stole the presidency and that he needs to be investigated and all this. I mean, they could have caused a civil war, Mark. Am I wrong? Yeah. Back to the judge. She's the, she is the only federal judge in Washington, D.C., who has sentenced January 6th defendants to sentences longer than the government had requested. Think about that. So how many years did Ray Epps get? Uh, we don't know, do we? No, we don't. What about the pipe yeah. bomber? What did he or she get? Or they or them? Yeah. Uh, Chutkin, she, she's the judge, also donated in 2000, to the 2008 and 12 political campaigns of Barack Obama. So we should also note that right before um, all these indictments started coming down, I can't remember who I heard this from or saw it on Twitter. Barack Obama was at the White House eating lunch with Joe Biden and told him, and this is, this is, this is out in the open, this is news now, that he needs to be careful because Trump could beat him. And then all of a yeah. sudden, all these indictments start coming down. Yeah. Um, this would have been, yeah, Obama warns Biden of Trump's campaigning strength. This doesn't make any sense. These these charges, I'm going to read you. This is from Hans Monkel on Twitter. And this is he's reading from the indictment, quoting from the indictment. These claims were false. The defendant knew that they were false. But the defendant repeatedly and widely disseminated them anyway. Two, create intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger. So that that's warranted to spend the rest of your life in jail and never be able to run an office again. I, I don't I don't understand. Stand. And uh, now's a perfect time to play Trump's lawyer on CNN. I believe it was yesterday. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but it's two minutes. Enjoy. He totally owns her. You just oh. mentioned there in the courts. Right. What was not true that that there were states where ballots were sent out without people asking for them, where there were changes in verification, where there were instances where ballots were not being supervised at drop off places. The, the president was told, given advice, that under these circumstances, the state legislatures have the ultimate ability to qualify electors. He followed that advice. Now, you may disagree as to whether or not those things actually occurred or not. That's why we have political debate. We don't have criminal trials over that. We have the discussion but like we're just having. it matters if those things actually occurred or not, John. Not under the First Amendment. But it matters if those things no. actually occurred because... 
Not, not at all, because it, under the it First Amendment... It was actually fraud. No, no, the First Amendment allows... But John, let me stop you there, yeah. because if, if he's saying that there was fraud, the First Amendment doesn't allow the President of the United States to go and claim there was fraud when he was told there was not fraud and then try to subvert the election by overturning legitimate electors. I mean, it says it right here in the actual indictment. Absolutely. The First Amendment protects all So it protects... If we're going to have a a situation where the Department of Justice is going to fact-check politicians and indict politicians for political speech and whether or not they're factually accurate, then this country will shut down politically because it's a never-ending cycle of tit-for-tat. And that's the risk of injecting politics into the criminal justice system. So right now, people disagree with President Trump. What's going to happen four years from now if somebody disagrees with President Biden in terms of what he said during the election? That's why we don't criminalize political speech. Political speech under the First Amendment has, has an almost absolute protection. Nobody gets to judge whether it's true or not except the American people. And we do that in an election. We do that in an election. We do that in the case of the president by impeachment. But we don't indict people. He makes great points. You can't lie, apparently, in America anymore, which is weird because I heard the mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, lie about the vaccine, lie about masks work, lie about that uh, the sound of freedom was just queuing on nonsense. And then a week later, we have like 300 kids being found. COVID didn't come from a lab. COVID didn't come from a lab, you dummy. Go to jail. Go right to jail. So they're basically indicting him for lying. But if he again, did, and just because we, we, we don't even know if he lied, we don't even know if he we lied. We don't even know if he lied, if he did at all. But they're saying that he lied, therefore that they need to indict him. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, he could have overthrown the government. Do you realize what could have happened? With another four years of Trump, we would have been at war now, for sure. Inflation would have been out of control. <laughs> I mean, do you realize all the bad things that could have happened at Donald Trump had another four years? Well, all the, he could have torn this country apart. And he would have done you know, nothing to go on, go on vacations for 300 days. <laughs> I, I, you know they're going to have this trial before, like right in the middle of the primary season. Good. Good, yeah. because like I said, we get to see the evidence this time. Actually, it's a federal court, so I don't know if we'll get to see it, but at least he gets to present it. It might not matter. It might not matter because it's a federal court. We're not going to be able to see it, and he's not going to get a fair trial anyway. So I, <laughs> at least the evidence is finally going to not be dismissed on standing. This is going to be interesting. 2024 is going to be one for the books. I mean, we said buckle up, buckaroo a couple times in this podcast. But I really think 2024 is going to be completely it's, off the rails. It's going to make 2020 look like an eighth grade ice cream social. I'm telling you. Biden, Biden of course, Biden would love yeah. that. But it's like kids, they want kids to and ice cream. It's yeah. It's like they want to incite a civil war. I mean, sometimes I think to myself, are they? Do they want? Do they want a civil war? Because yeah. because if you have a civil war. Then you really divided the people against each other, which is, I think, their goal to begin with. But if you put send Trump to jail right in the middle of in, the, in a in a presidential election year, and he's the leading candidate. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think the time for peaceful peaceful protest might be over. It's in the Declaration of Independence, and, and you know you can only take so much before 
in the course of human events, but I can read it here. I, I really don't want to. I really don't want to because I'm afraid we'll get flagged. But you literally says the people are in control. We, we give the power to government. And it seems like the government is taking all the power away from us. The consent of the governed, Joe, right? Yes. Yes. The consent of the governed. I thought um, we're going to write an entire new one after this. It's going to have to. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and I think uh, Mike Cernovich said it's just a piece of paper. It, it, it doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in it, if you don't enforce it. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, man. All right. Uh, let's talk about, Joe, um, the timeline of this. Um, sent this to you yesterday. Oh, there we go. Literally just open up Instagram, and this is posted from Team Trump seven minutes ago. Uh, April 2023. House testimony on Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. What happens next? Activist prosecutor Alvin Bragg indicts Donald Trump in New York. June of 2023. FBI releases documents alleging Biden's received $10 million bribe from Burisma. What happens next? Activist prosecutor Jack Smith indicts Donald Trump in Florida. July of 2023. Hunter Biden rejects plea deal after DOJ blanket immunity offer revealed. What happens right after that? Activist prosecutor Jack Smith adds more charges for Trump in Florida. And then we just talked about July 31st and August 1st. Uh, as in, like, a couple days ago, House hears testimony that Joe Biden lied about his business calls with Hunter. What happens right after that? Activist prosecutor Jack Smith indicts Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. You can't make it up. You can't. Um, also, you, you did forget, I have to just bring this up. Trump did look into Biden's crimes in Ukraine in 2019, and they also just impeached him for that. Yes. <laughs> That was in 2019. That's what that kicked was off the whole thing. Yeah, that was right after um, right after that phone call. Like Dan Bongino says, the Republic is at the break glass moment our founding fathers feared. The police state arrived, and it was all done with the support of a sycophantic socialist media and a compliant class of useful idiots. God help us all. Yep. So... Uh, also, Sagar and Jetty, two interesting notes about what's not in the indictment. What's not in the indictment? Anything actually having to do with the January 6th riots and violence? There any charge that prevents him from continuing to run for president of the United States in 2024? So that is not in um, the, the indictment. So going back to this timeline, um, literally... Trump got indicted the day after the FBI released those documents back in June, alleging the Biden took a $10 million bribe from Burisma. Literally the next day, Trump got indicted. July 27th, he got indicted the very next day after Hunter Biden rejected the sweetheart plea deal. And literally the very next day, her, uh, Devin Archer testified to Congress. The next day, August 1st, as in two days ago, he was indicted again. Guys, I, I, this is, you can't make this stuff up. This is, this is not a coincidence anymore. It's not. That's a, a lot, that's a lot of, I mean, it's almost statistically impossible at this point. 
You're right. It almost is. And so, for those of you saying, well, oh, we have the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will definitely overturn it. And they, they will, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. This is from Hans. Again, I'll just call him Hans. I don't know if it's Mockle, Martin, whatever it is. As legally laughable as the latest Trump indictment is, the outcome is set in stone. Trump will be tried in a kangaroo court. He will be convicted. Eventually, the conviction will be overturned by the SCOTUS. But that is a long way off. In the meantime, no one is talking about Biden. Right. My dad, of all people, I told you about him on this podcast before, a lifelong Democrat, finally uh, became a Republican, said to me the other day, it took me a while, but I finally see what you see now. And it's like, yeah, we don't have enough people like that. Or do we, Joe? You said, he said, that's your dad. Imagine how many other people feel the same way. So, you know, I would say also to make the point, like how your dad's being pushed further to, I don't want to say the right, but just more towards like common sense and seeing actual like truth. There can't be any people really push the opposite way after all this. Can there be? Yeah. I mean, when you, when, when you're a liberal, who, uh, li- think about liberal, everything a liberal stands for, freedom of speech. When you, when you're a liberal and you hear that he's indicted for, Free speech, just for saying the election was stolen. Are, are, are we going to arrest Mike Lindell and throw him in prison and throw away the key now, too, because he's been going for two years? Who has he hurt? You're allowed to say whatever you want in this country. I, yeah. I don't understand why it's a crime. And again, they did it all of 2016 to 2019. It was stolen. Trump's a foreign agent. He's owned by Russia. Not, none of this. Did Trump ever give $50 billion to Russia for a war against, I don't even know who, Ukraine? No. Did Biden ever give $50 billion plus to Ukraine for a war against Russia, though? Yes. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. we, could, we could cover this till we're blue in the face. And it's not going to be any – either you get it by now or you don't. It's – you got to wake up, America. You got to wake up. And yeah. It's the last wake-up call here. This is it. Um, do you want to move on to the Hunter Biden? Do you want to cover this anymore or do you want to move on to the Hunter Biden, the new – Hunter Biden plea deal, supposedly. Um, we could do that, yeah. All right, um, I don't know, because we're going to be kind of crunched for time um, here. So this is from Miranda Devine. Hunter Biden diversion agreement just docketed in Delaware. Paragraph 15 has a global immunity stitch up, and it says the United States agree not to criminally prosecute Biden outside the terms of this agreement for any federal crimes encompassed by the attached statement of facts, attachment A, and the statement of facts attached in Exhibit 1 to the memorandum of plea agreement filed on the same day. This agreement does not provide any protection against prosecution for any future conduct by Biden or any of his affiliated business partners. And then Cernovich says, this is a de facto pardon from the Department of Justice. That's why Biden said he wouldn't give Hunter Biden a pardon. Garland already did. And it, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but it sounds like he did. And I'm sorry, if you saw, if you saw Tucker Carlson's episode on Twitter yesterday, with um, he had Devon Archer on, which I don't even know how he got Devon Archer on so quick. Devin, Devin, Devin yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, De- it's it's fantasy football season. Everyone's still on it. Devin Archer, um, he 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 nuked this whole theory. I mean, Joe Biden is writing letters to Devin Archer, saying, "Hey, I can't wait to meet with you and Hunter again. What? If- Arrest him today." 
Plim, put him in silver cufflinks today. And then what did he say on the note? Um, he's happy that him and him and um, Hunter are together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they were just probably talking about the weather while they were golfing. Yeah. So uh, this is a funny one. Uh, this is actually it's kind of changing the subject about. Joe Biden and his family. This is from Stephen L. Miller. Not Stephen Miller. Stephen L. Miller at Red Seas on Twitter. Here's how Joe Biden has wrapped himself and family over his political career. Number one, lied about a drunk driver killing his wife. Two, sick, sick. Two, using his kids in a hospital as a photo op swearing in. If you remember, Hunter Biden was in a body cast, I think, during his swearing in ceremony in the 70s. Three, claimed stolen valor by saying his son died in Iraq. He said that numerous times. Four, he engaged in corrupt business dealings with his son. Five, he ignored his grandchild until bad polling came back. And just so an update on the grandchild that he supposedly wants to meet whenever, Joe Biden is on like day five of a 10-day vacation or day six of a 10-day vacation. He could meet his granddaughter while he's on vacation, can he? But he won't. The more these things come out, the more it seems like Joe Biden uh, is... You know, people have called him a decent human being, a decent guy, you know, before he was elected, before while he was running for president, if he was running at all, uh, or should say if he was campaigning, people, you know, they said he's a decent guy. He's a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a family guy. But the more we hear, the more these things come out, it just seems like Joe Biden, the person, is a complete piece of shit creeper. For the record, though, he loves his son very much. It's a story. It's a love story. And for the record, he's the smartest man he knows. Not yeah. my quote. This is not my quote. This is Joe Biden's quote. Yeah. Maybe. Um, how much? How much more? Like I said, we are. I'm sorry to our listeners. We are just crunch for time today. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have to move on. I, I mean, we can we can cover this till we're blue in the face. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen with Hunter right now. I mean, stay, stay tuned. Maybe in a, maybe in a week or two, we'll have more on this. But this is all gonna be the focus on Trump here for the rest of this week. Um, do you? Oh, it's 2023, and I guess I guess we're gonna cover COVID. But first, let's lead into that with something fantasy football related from also Cernovich on Twitter. Broncos to cut KJ Hamler after wide receiver reveals heart condition. And I guess he revealed he had, I don't think it was myocarditis. I think it was pericarditis. But, uh, yeah, so they cut him. I think they might re-sign him. But weird. I wonder what could have caused his pericarditis. Um, what is pericarditis the- again, Joe? Tell for our listeners out there that may not know. Well, I'm sorry, you cut out. Uh, I said, for our listeners that don't know, what is pericarditis? Pericarditis. Um, it's the, is that the inflammation of the pericardium, I believe? It's a well, he's feeling, yeah, he's feeling some chest pains while working out on the break before camp started. So this is a guy who has been who was star at Penn State, um, had an injury riddled career so far. Uh, it's the inflammation of the pericardium, the fibrous sac surrounding the heart. That is what pericarditis said. Not uh, to be confused, myocarditis is the actual heart getting bigger. I believe this is yeah. just. So this is a perfectly healthy uh, athlete at the peak of his powers right now. Um, he is, uh, what, 24 years old. 
is there any way, because I don't know how often an NFL player or college athlete gets a physical, is there any way that every single physical since high school could have missed this? Maybe. That's the only excuse. Either this is a new issue that came up in the last year or two, which I don't know if he's taken any new medical experimental drug in the last year or two that could have caused this, or every single physical in the NFL and college has missed this on him. Yeah. Um, all right. But, hey, but, we're just conspiracy theorists. You can't talk about it. It wasn't the vaccine, Joe. Get that out of oh, your head. There's no way. No chance. No yeah. ch- we could go to jail for that at this point. We yeah. could be lying and go to jail. Ronnie James' heart stopped, and that was just normal. Yeah. Because heart stopped like that. DeMar Hamlin got hit, hit in the perfect years. area. Got, got yeah. hit in the perfect area of the chest and just dropped. It was, like, it was the perfect timing, Joe. Somebody, I won't, I won't name who, um, said to me, well, it was just the – you know, the way the hit was and, you know, it was just, just caused his heart to stop. I go, that seems odd to me because over the course of the National Football League, how has it never happened before to anyone else where they've been hit violently at just that right time? You also have giant pads over your chest. Yeah. When there are about no. an average of how many collisions on each play, Joe? 10, 11? I mean – Every, every play, you got 11 people on the field yeah. hitting 11 other people. As soon as the ball snaps in an NFL game, listen up. All you hear is, blah, 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 blah. they're all hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This next topic, though, it's, I, it is with no joy that I bring you this next topic. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a new Dr. Fauci in town, and she's a woman. This is from Justin Hart on Twitter. Here's Janine Marazzo. Am I saying this right? Marazzo, I believe so. The new Dr. Fauci. She's the head of the NIAID. On April, this is her on April 20th, answering a question from a young boy. Uh, and all I'm going to say is she pulls out a pangolin and she starts to explain where COVID-19 came from. Keep in mind, this is April 20th of 2020. We yeah. have never seen this virus in humans before. And I'm going to bring out my little props right now. So I'm sure you know what this is. Bats are really interesting. Bats have a lot of coronaviruses, um, and they do fine with them. They live, like, totally healthy with them until those viruses get into another species. And I don't know if you know this, but there is a special species that has been implicated in this particular virus called the pangolin. I know that looks kind of like a bear, but it's really supposed to be a pangolin. It has all these scales. And so the virus goes from one host where it lives fine and doesn't really cause any problems, jumps into another animal, and then when we disturb that animal's home, like go into the forest, chop trees down, whatever, um, and maybe bring those animals home as pets where they really don't want to be pets, we can get exposed to those kinds of viruses. And if we've never seen them before, our bodies don't know what to do. And it- I wanted to put my hands through the laptop screen and just strangle her to the ground at hearing that. That lady's serious, isn't she? She's serious. Granted, it's 2020, but how could you be that that wrong and get the job that she just got? And that's, that's like, you have to be that dumb. You have to have an IQ of 70 or 60 or even lower than that. We're with pangolin? Really? We cut down a rainforest in China and that caused a global pandemic? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I thought a penguin was a made-up animal. I didn't realize it was real. It might be. At this point, it might be. Who knows? I've never seen a penguin. This is, this is, we'll bring back well, Torn Aurelian. She's sitting by herself 
getting an interview by herself. She's clearly at least six to ten feet away from anyone. She's wearing a mask. And this is, I guess that's our new Dr. Fauci talking about her anticipation of getting her first vaccine shot. Christmas. Yeah, tell me to someone that has an adverse reaction. Amazing. I, I actually, I, I, I I, I had to double take and make sure that this was real. This wasn't like some kind of internet meme. But no, this lady is, she's a new Dr. Fauci. So look out for her. When you say she's a new, she have a position in the government? Is she the yes. head of the NIH? N-I-A-I-D, I believe. Mm. So buckle up. That probably means there's a new pandemic coming. It is an election year coming up. And looks like looks like they're going to need mail-in voting or, or something. So don't fall for it again, people. Please wake up. Please wake up. Well... I mean, what you could see happen, Joe, next pandemic. Speaking of, of, of this stuff, we just heard this in the news. What if, you know, we've heard that Chinese hackers have embedded malware deep into our, um, you know, the, the computers that control what? Electricity, water. Um, our electric grid, things like that. What if China goes to make a move on Taiwan and these Chinese hackers activate that malware and shuts down not only, not only water and power on like naval bases and military bases, but for the American people as well. Don't rule that out because I truly think the next big thing that's going to happen is going to involve a large-scale cyber attack that's going to shut down our electric grid for who knows how long. To our that's listener, my opinion. To our listeners in Pennsylvania, you still will, will able to be, you'll still be able to call John Fetterman because I believe he did receive a satellite phone. 50 senators did get satellite phones. So call him. I'm sure he'll handle everything for you if the lights go out. Yeah. Um. All right, we're I mean, almost. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the what kind of impact that would have on on everything, but uh, you, my my best you advice. Could, you couldn't. It would be things that we couldn't even imagine right now. Yeah, my best advice would be to have, you know, multiple cases of water handy um, in the event you would need it, and um, a substantial amount of cash in your house somewhere. To burn, to possibly burn, to keep warm. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, let's let's move on to. We haven't covered the border in a long time, Mark. And the border, if you haven't been paying attention, has moved all the way up to the city of New York. This is from Viral News, New York City. The Roosevelt Hotel in New York City. Hundreds of migrants are sleeping outside in the streets due due to the hotel being at full capacity. New York City is looking for a temporary location to house them but the city is being overwhelmed due to the migrant crisis and this and space is low. The city is asking for more funding so that they can manage this crisis. Well, is it, the, it's the crisis that they, they asked for. Apparently. Eric Adams wanted this. He welcomed the migrants into New York city. 
And now, this is like something off the onion. He's saying we have we need to control, we need to uh, secure the border, and that they couldn't take any more migrants. Wasn't that long ago? You were, you were welcoming them with open arms. Come to New York City, sure. Open borders for all. They were gonna pay. They were gonna pay New York City tenants to house them inside their apartments with them. Do you remember we covered that? Yes. Did that not work? <laughs> Did that genius idea not work? When will these people learn? I keep asking myself that. When are they going to learn? When are the when are the Walt Disney worlds of the world going to learn? Every one of the movies they've been putting out just completely flops because no one wants to go watch that. When are these po- Democratic politicians going to learn? You you have to make the argument they're not this stupid. They have to do it because they're controlled. They have to yeah. say these, they have to do these things, or else bye bye. Yep. You'll wind up like that Goldman Sachs guy or whatever it was, J.P. Morgan guy that was found dead in the lake or whatever in New York City. Yeah, amazing. I, oh, I wish we had time for disclose today. Um, <laughs> all right, do you? Do, I, I I guess we're almost done here. We're, I guess we got to wrap up with we we got to cover the war front here and the wars that are going on are not only happening in in Ukraine with Russia, but like we said last episode, Africa. Uh, this is a tweet from Megatron. It's at Megatron underscore Ron on Twitter. The guy on the it's it's a picture of I don't know who the guy is on the left. I'm guessing he's the leader of Niger. Maybe. Niger. 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 Listen, all I'm gonna say is I keep on seeing that name of that certain African country and I'm scared to death I'm gonna wind up like the Oakland A's play by play broadcaster. <laughs> That's <laughs> Niger. Niger. Yeah. Um, so the guy like on the it left. It rhymes is... with Kareem Jean Pierre. Just think of it that way. Okay. Uh, the guy on the left is the, the guy from Niger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the guy on the right is Voldemort Zelensky. The guy on the left says, Keep your money. We don't need it. We want Africa to be no longer hungry, thirsty, free from colonialists, with a dignified and normal life, and we will fight to the end. And then the guy on the right is. He has expensive villas, houses all over the world, and is constantly looking for money, money, and only money. God, they couldn't have picked the worst picture of Voldemort Zelensky when he was all by himself at that, whatever summit that was. Yeah. NATO summit. Yeah. Um, what this else? Is great. This is great. What else? Um, oh, geez. This is from the head of Wagner. Uh, is it the head of Wagner? I guess this is official. Twitter. How do you? There, there are quest. Niger Junta officially requests the assistance of private military corporation Wagner. Wagner, Wagner, whatever, however you call it. And then uh, comments are hilarious. Blinkenfels again. This is bad. That means there's a thousand U.S. troops, I believe there is there not in niger in niger i believe there are wow and then making things even worse for u.s foreign policy just just to wrap it up and then we could cover it in 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 depth if you want iran and syria their foreign ministers held a press conference and they call on the foreign forces to leave syria's territory al Maidin, this is the syrian um foreign minister um 
he stressed that the U.S. Army should withdraw from Syria before it is forced out. Mark, this is scary, not because I'm afraid like the U.S. forces can't fight or aren't capable of fighting, but this is a serious escalation that this country cannot afford right now, especially with the man. I don't want to say the man in charge because he's not in charge, especially with that shit shield that the deep state, the cabal, whatever you want to call these people, mm-hmm. the military industrial complex they're using to do this. Before it is forced out. Do you think our, I mean, it seems like, I mean, what is, what is the strategy of the State Department? Uh, it just seems like we don't even have one. Like just cause, cause and create chaos all over the world and just leave a trail of shit behind. That, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Because, yeah, yeah it's going back to Afghanistan. Hey, Victor, Victoria Newland, you handle it. That's, anywhere that's, that's she goes. Strategy. Anywhere she goes, that Victoria Newland. Oh, my. Yeah. You almost can't make it up. I know. So. But that's all I have here, though, Mark, for today. I mean, this is a quick off-the-cup episode. I just saw Trump was going to he, – he was, he's leaving New Jersey right now, flying to D.C. I, we had – because we're not going to be here for our listeners. We're not going to be here next week. Mark, I believe at some point you're going to be in the great state of Florida, Disney world. I have my son's birthday. I'm taking a week off. You can email me, but I'm taking a week off. I'm sorry, guys. I will be asking Mickey Mouse if he is the, the uh, patient zero of COVID. Remember if you recall that South Park episode, the Mickey Mouse was the uh, culprit of COVID. Yes. I'll be sure. I will be sure to ask Mickey Mouse if he, um, if, if COVID jumped from Mickey Mouse to a human. But that's all I have. Um, thank you to all of our listeners out there. Continue to reach out to us, thinkinglogicallypodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, thinkinglogically underscore? Or yes. Thinkinglogically podcast underscore. Thinkinglogically underscore, I believe. Thinkinglogically underscore. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Joe. Some of your videos have been doing very well over there on the talk. And uh, that's it, guys. Uh, football's back. We got football tonight, Hall of Fame game uh, from Canton, Ohio. So football's back. And, uh, yeah, we will catch up with you guys when we reconvene the week of the 14th. So that is all. Thank you for listening. Joe, take us home. All right, I'm going to close it out real quick with just picture it like this. I've been trying to wake people up for, for three years here. It's almost like the, the, the way I could put it is you're at a sleepover. You guys are all hungover, all your friends. You're the first one up. And you're trying to wake everyone up. And, you know, you wake the first person up. They don't want to get up. Wait a little bit. Try to wake another person up. Eventually, they start getting mad at you. And they, they, they freak out. They don't want to be bothered. Well, listen, guys. The house is on freaking fire. It's time to wake up. We got to get out of here. Um, this is just a bad, bad time and we need everyone paying attention i I understand there's going to be a lot of distractions football's great that's fine but you need to pay attention what's going on in this country guys got to wake up this is a very important times decades are happening in a matter of weeks here so that's all we'll be back in 10 days here's another led zeppelin song